Welcome to the Money Pig Podcast brought to you by Goodwin Investment Advisory, where our mission is to lead people to financial peace, independence, and generosity. I'm your host, Reed Trigo. And remember, if you're enjoying the show, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have a question you want us to address in the future, you can email us at moneypig at goodwininvestment.com. Today on the show, we are joined by our founder, Tim Goodwin, who is a certified financial planner as well, for a discussion about PPIs, no, KPIs and PPIs. You got it. Which sounds interesting. We're going to figure out what those things are. So yeah, recently we had our client appreciation event. And a lot of times in the past, Tim has taken a few minutes and spoken to the crowd. The venue was beautiful, but it was spread out all over the place. So there wasn't really a great way to do that. And we thought, well, we have this new medium. Exactly. The Money Pig podcast where we can convey this message. So that's what we wanted to do with this episode We also want to remind you that, yes, our mission is to lead people to financial peace, independence, and generosity, which is where the pig comes from. Exactly. Right. Do we, what are, is there a hog? Is there like a, a non-pig, the un-pig? I I, I think, I think, no, I think, I think the pig's the way to go. Yeah. Pig's the way to go. Pig's the way to go. Did you hear what we were talking about with the hog? No, tell tell me. They're hoarding, obsessive, and greedy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That doesn't, those don't sound like good. That's not what we want. We want to be a pig, not a hog. Okay, nice. (laughs) All right. So, Tim, hey, it's always great to have you here. It's good to see you. On your own podcast. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Okay, so let's start with the end in mind. Yes. Right, because when uh, I'll kind of lead you into this and then I'll I'll let you kind of run, but there are a few things as a firm that Goodwin Investment Advisory aspires to. Right. We would call them big, hairy, audacious goals, right. BHAGs, yeah. right? And they center around our clients, the team members, the community, and the industry as a whole. Right. So I thought what we would do is break this down one by one. Yes. We can awesome. start with the clients. Let's do yeah. that. And I think, you know, you, you did, you, you explained in the intro that um, folks might be familiar with KPIs, which stands for key performance indicators. So a lot of companies will call them KPIs or maybe something close to that. And they're tracking different financial metrics. Um, Maybe it's revenue, maybe it's profit, maybe it's more customers, um, maybe it's profit margin, that kind of thing. And so my coach actually challenged me years ago to not just have KPIs, but PPIs, which is performance, sorry, I said it wrong, purpose performance indicators. Perfect. And so, yeah, so... We've got these things that we're tracking, but ultimately, like you said, tracking us where? Like, where are we trying to get? We're trying to get to the, with the end in mind, which is what these BHAGs, these big heritage goals are. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So having said that, now let's jump into the clients. <laughs> <Okay>. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You got it. So when it comes to our clients, we, we want our clients to have the confidence that they can retire sooner than they think. And we also want them to have the confidence that their money will outlive them you know, not the other way around and that their money will be there for them when they need it. So that's an aspect of our clients. We, we occasionally will survey our clients some things around confidence, but what I wanted to kind of focus on today was two things, our generational clients and our net promoter score with our clients. And so um, our vision is to empower families with the confidence that their legacy will last for generations. And we really love working with families 
and older generations and younger generations to help them learn how to, you know, just to pass that that stewardship and those good management and and money growing and money management habits um, down to the future generations. And so one of the things that we do is we actually track how many two-generation clients we have. We have 52 two-generation clients here, families that have all signed the client advisory agreement but are connected. And we actually have three, three-generation families. So in that case, we've got grandparents, parents, and the kids that are all clients on their own. Uh, and so that's something that we really celebrate as a firm is having generational clients. And then a second thing that I'll share about you know where we're gauging how well we're doing with our clients is called the Net Promoter Score. And I don't know if our listeners have heard about this before, but basically um, it's a survey question. And the question is, how likely are you to recommend us to family or friends? And it's a scale of zero to 10. Now, the the result of the net promoter score can actually be uh, negative 100 to positive 100. Okay, so that's something to keep in mind with a net promoter score, because if you answer um, lower, it actually will subtract a point from oh, you. Um, okay. If you answer nine or 10, it'll add a point. Seven or eight is neutral. And so six or below is actually a negative one. So if everybody answers, <laughs> um, you know, six or below, you would have a negative 100 net promoter score. Great. And companies of all sorts in all industries use this. This isn't yes. just something you came up with. No, no, <laughs> not at all. No, it's a very standard thing. Like if you ever were creating a survey, a lot of the survey, um, companies will be like, oh, do you want to put the net promoter score question in there? Because that's kind of a built-in one. So I'll give you guys some examples of companies. Some companies have the highest net promoter scores. Okay, so Chick Fil A, you know, we're 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 coming to you from uh, Georgia, you know, which is where Chick Fil A was started, and Chick Fil A's are everywhere, and <clears throat> most people love Chick Fil A. And so when people answer this question, they're usually answering nine and tens, and so. Chick-fil-A's net promoter score is 63. Now, 63 is still considered excellent. Anything above 50 is considered excellent. Anything 75 or, or above world-class. So the next you know company that I would give as an example with a good net promoter score is Costco. Are you oh, a Costco yeah. shopper? Yes, Reed, most right? definitely. Yeah, yeah, hopefully not on Sundays because it's, I've been there quite a few times on Sundays and um, there's a lot of other folks there also. It's on a Sundays. zoo. It's quite a, a zoo. A lot of people there. Yeah, but I am now saving $10 on filling up there with my truck versus uh, <laughs> a, a gas station I pass on my house on the way there. But anyway, uh, a lot of people love Costco for the Costco effect. They actually have a little bit higher... No, actually lower. There's this 57. Okay. And then I'll give USAA um, as another example. There's this 43. So these three are kind of rock stars in the industry, USAA, Costco, and Chick-fil-A. Um, but they're, those what those scores are, 43, 57, and 63. So the last time we surveyed our clients, net promoter score, we actually got an 83, <sighs> which anything above 75 is considered world-class. So we feel mm. really, really great about that, you know. Um, we, we're not kind of tied up in that. We had to be perfect on all those things and like score a hundred. Cause that would be very, very difficult. There's always room for improvement, but we're pretty, pretty proud of that score. Wow. Yeah. And what is, is it an actual worded specific question mm -hmm. in that promoter score? Right. It's that one that I mentioned. It's, it, the question is how likely are you to recommend us okay. to family or friends? So whether that's how, how likely are you to recommend a product or that service? Mm. Amazing. But mm -hmm. 83 strong. I think so. I'm pretty proud. Of, I'm almost like afraid to survey the clients now, but <laughs> you know, you never know. So, um, but we've, we've been somewhere around that number for a while. So we're pretty excited about that. Good, good. I think, yeah. Trust is there. Trust is there. I've promoted you a few times. We appreciate that. You've been around for a while. <laughs> yeah, I have as a client. <laughs> um, all right. So back to our BHAGs. Yes. 
second uh, category really is uh, among team members. Yes. Which yeah. I am now. You are. Like a yes. year and a half in. Very or excited it's about that. Exciting. Yeah, that's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and both you and your wife are True. here. Yeah, on the payroll. It's the first, the first couple that we have. So that's pretty cool. So, you know, I think just growing up realizing that um, so few people really love their jobs. And it's just seemed to be rare for me, at least growing up and in school, that people love their jobs. And I was like, that's, I don't know. I don't like that. Like, I, th- I think you should really love that work. I think you should find out what you're uniquely gifted at and, and, and find somebody's mission or purpose and go help them, you know, pursue that further faster. And so one of my personal missions, my personal motto is to create careers people love. That's my BHAG is to create careers people love. So if I am able to offer a job here and fill that job, I really care that that individual loves that job, likes that job. And I know love's a strong word, and that's a challenging one. So we're now at a team of 13, 13 employees here, Goodwin Investment Advisory, five uh, are certified financial planner advisors. So that's very exciting. And then we actually use the system, if there's any kind of um, you know managers, business owners, HR people listening, we use this website called Office Vibe. Um, it's really cool. It's a little different than doing a 360 survey just once a year getting feedback. Um, this Office Vibe is sending emails on a regular basis to our employees, getting their feedback on all kinds of different areas. So some examples might be um, ambassadorship or relationship with their peers or managers, um, happiness, wellness. So there's all kinds of these categories that it's measuring, and we're able to compare that to our own baseline and compare that to the industry. So I'm happy to say that right now, <laughs> the Office Vibe score of our team on a scale of like one to 10, we're scoring somewhere between, you know, what is it? What's the lowest one here? 8.8 to mm-hmm. 9.4 on all those bases. When you compare that to the industry, let's see that range that I'm looking right here, it looks like 7.6 to about um, 8.4. So yeah. I feel like compared to the benchmark of the financial service industry, our, our employees are seemingly happier and more satisfied in this work than, than the average. So that's some way we can measure that. Yeah. It's interesting. And I, <laughs> I think about in the real world, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not here, but the real world, um, you know, you say, how would somebody rate their relationship with their manager? Now, mm. some are very, very good, but yeah. I see overall in the industry, um, it's 8.4 here. It's 9.1. Right. Right. So yeah. that's, that's great that people feel like they've got a good relationship with their manager, which hopefully means like, hey, I can talk to you about good things as well as things I'm frustrated with, that that, that manager is looking out for their best interest, um, you know, those is open to feedback, that kind of thing. Yeah. These are great things to be tracking. Awesome. Yeah. It's something right. we look at on a regular basis. So. Beautiful. Okay. The third category is surrounding our community. Yeah. Like, I just kind of feel like, like if we just disappeared tomorrow and get to an investment advisor, was just non-existent, I would want our community to miss us if we were gone. So that's kind of my BHAG, right? That we're making a big enough impact, right? With our time, our talent, our treasure in our community, not just our own company inside the doors or not just our own clients and customers, but but inside of our community. So that's really important to me. Um, there's a couple of different things that we measure, you know, talking about the pig and the G of pig is generosity. Mm-hmm. We do love to talk to our clients about how they're being generous. Um, if they want to invite us into that conversation, we can be a part of it. Um, and for a lot of clients, we've helped them establish a donor advised fund. And so a donor advised fund allows them to put money in it and then give it to other nonprofits. And if we set that up, then we are able to have optics on it and track it. And for the first quarter of 2023, our clients collectively gave away 125000 
So that's pretty cool. We're on target this year to see our clients through the donor advised funds that we can see give away half a million dollars back into the community. Um, I don't know exactly which community that is. It could be a global community, but at least we know that it's going to another 501c3 nonprofit. One of the other ways that we measure our community. Um, One thing that's kind of fun is that we give away birthday books to our clients. So we have given away 176 books in the past 12 months to our clients. Now, I don't know if that's community impact, but it's at least growth. Clients are excited about it. They're growing. They're learning. That's making an impact. But getting back to the money side of things, GIA gives away um, a certain budget. And so far in the past 12 months, we've given away $50,000 into Mm. our communities. Nice. So, and I think, do you, you know where we give some of that money? Do or, I? Yeah. I know some. Yeah. Maybe. Should I guess? I was just trying to ask you a question so I could get a drink. Um, oh, but, <laughs> Woodstock Arts. There you go. Woodstock ah, Arts. Winner. Yeah, winner. nailed nailed it. Yeah, so we're a big fan of the arts in our town, and um, there's other nonprofits that are doing great things as well. Schools, we're often get back to schools and different things that they're doing. Um, the county that we're in is called Cherokee County. There's an educational fund that helps provide different things for students in school. A lot of times they have special needs or physical disabilities and they need specific equipment, whether they have a cochlear implant and the teacher needs a specific kind of mic or whether there's something in PE that they need some kind of equipment for. So that's what that Cherokee County Educational Fund will help to provide. So we're, we're big fans of that. So there's some few examples. Nice. Yeah. That's good. And, and I know um, at least we used to, we might still support the Ramsey Solutions financial literacy program in exactly. schools. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there are schools or teachers in schools that want to do Dave Ramsey's um, financial curriculum for their students, but just for whatever reason, either the budget's not there or they just can't, they can't get it. Maybe the money, maybe they're a Title I school. And so, yeah, we, for years, we've sponsored a lot of those schools uh, around Georgia to cover that that curriculum for those teachers, for those classes. That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. All right. And the fourth category here under our BHAGs is just related to the industry as a whole. Yeah. So, I mean, it's no surprise that if you, you know, Google or the proverbial, like look up in the encyclopedia, uh, a financial advisor, it's typically an old white male. They look like me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think you've, I think you've got some youth on, on that typical picture there, Reed. So I just would love to continue to see that our industry gets younger, it gets more diverse. We've got more women and and more folks of all kinds of backgrounds that are um, aspiring for this industry, that are feel like they are able to get into this industry. And so um, we do have Sharon on our team. We don't have as quite as diverse of a team um, as I think we will in the future. We're working on it. But I will say that the the average age of a financial advisor is 55 years old with a fifth of them being over the age of 65. So the average age of advisors here is 43. That's, that's seven financial advisors. Yeah. You know? So I think, that's, um, I think that's pretty solid. Um, we've got no one over the age of 65, Reed. So yeah. So. I see that. Well, <laughs> yeah. Let's see, I'm below average on the average financial advisor and above average here at our team. There you go. Okay. There you go. There you yep. go. Yep. So with any, and even though that sounds like a, like a, like a low average age, 43. There's a lot of experience on this team when we really put it all together, how long everybody's been, you know, active financial advisors. So a lot of breath, a lot of experience, as well as the educational part with the expertise of the CFP. You know, we just want our clients to know that we're we're more about just, just the money. Right. Right. Yes. We are financial planners, advisors, yes. but we're more about the money. And uh, that's the first thing. But secondly, you know, if 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 someone listening is a business owner, and I was for many, many years. I love KPIs. I love key performance mm-hmm. numbers, the yeah. five dials. If right. this one's down, if this number's down, you turn this and you, right. 
you can turn up your marketing or training or what a client satisfaction, all these different things. But what you really have to do is, especially for your team, your employees, you have to instill this level of purpose. Yes. That we're impacting the community for more than just managing their money. Yeah. Yeah. And that it's part's important. That part's important. And we track our KPIs a lot. Uh, but I think it's important to track these PPIs, these purpose performance indicators as well. And so I, I would just challenge any listener, um, you know, whatever team that you're working on uh, to, to, to inquire if they don't have, you know, metrics like this that they're tracking. Hey, could, could we track some? Um, could we put some meaning and some intention and some planning and some budgeting behind? Um, so one of the things that I forgot to share, Reed, was that we actually provide our team members, if they want to volunteer for a nonprofit, they can take a volunteer uh, day off. So it doesn't count against their PTO. They're basically paid to volunteer somewhere else. And so we've we've done that about 50 hours worth in the past 12 months. So it doesn't just have to necessarily cost the company in dollars. Maybe they could offer something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe there's some other way of, of tracking the impact that you want to make. I think if you are a decision maker for your company, that would be my challenge is for you to really consider what's the impact that you're making and could you make that an intentional part of your strategy? You know, and just practically, I have to point out that all the, these little benefits that really you've offered to oh, yeah. your team, right. it's not like they all started 19 years ago. No. <laughs> they, have, they have been woven into this business right. little by little over almost 20 years That's now. right. That's and right. And so now it's a pretty attractive package. Right, right. But right. it wasn't initially, yeah. So it's no. not like you had to make big decisions. I mean, even when we decided to say, what if we send our clients a card on their birthday and offer them a birthday book. And I was like, oh my gosh, like they're all going to want books. And how, how, what do I multiply that by? And can we really afford that? Then I realized, well, everybody doesn't have the same birthday. So that's going to be spread out, you know, somewhat evenly throughout the year. And not everybody takes advantage of it, but some folks really appreciate it. And it just makes us feel good that we're, you know, helping people grow. And they're always looking forward to getting a book. And my yeah. wife said the other day, I was like, hey, what book are you reading? She goes, I'm reading my GIA birthday <laughs> book. And I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know didn't know you got to take advantage of that. How nice. <laughs> it was her birthday. <laughs> Apparently she got a card in the mail. She made a call. She's got a book. She's loving it. So. That's awesome. Any, anything else today, Tim? No, I think, I think that's great. And um, I'm certainly... If I tried to explain something and didn't do it well, or if somebody's got a follow-up question about something we talked about, I'm, I'm certainly yeah. available if folks have questions for clarity on these PPIs. Yeah, absolutely. If you have any questions on that or or anything, just you can email us at moneypig at goodwininvestment.com. Tim, it's always great to have you here. Yeah, great to be here. You always do a great job. I appreciate well, you. Thank you. And, and thanks for you know taking time every few episodes to to chime in on things. Absolutely. And, uh, we hope those folks that were at the client appreciation event get to hear this, but we also want other listeners to be able to just hear what you're thinking about. Absolutely. As I say, you are weird in all the most amazing ways. <laughs> I just put that Gee, on the thanks. record for everybody. Okay. Oh gosh. <laughs> now, uh, one of my favorite people, so I appreciate it. And like I mentioned, if you're enjoying the show, please leave us a rating and review, follow our show, ring the bell, click the notifications, whatever, follow, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. And again, remember, if you want to uh, have, you have a question you want us to address in the future, send it over to us at moneypig at goodwininvestment.com. Until next time, be a pig, (laughs) not a hog. (laughs) The Money Pig Podcast is hosted by Reed Trigo, a financial advisor at Goodwin Investment Advisory. 
This podcast is intended to share information and perspectives, but should not be interpreted as legal, financial, or tax advice. The opinions shared by participants are not necessarily endorsed by the company. Goodwin Investment Advisory is regulated by the SEC, and the company operates in compliance with applicable securities, laws, and regulations. 